This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I am your host, Brandy Stark, and today we are interviewing sensitive psychic and spiritualist Nancy Weil, who is really very experienced with the supernatural world and has some great pet stories for us today, uh, including an appearance by one of her pet skunks. So that alone should draw you in. And we're actually going to get started with her right after these messages. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select pet co-locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back. So Nancy Weil is an intuitive who has offered readings to people for over 20 years. She has a very deep connection with animals from growing up with dogs, rodents, lizards, snakes, turtles, and even a pet alligator in an old bathtub. She has worked in boarding kennels, pet stores, animal shelters, and she was a dog groomer for years. Today, Nancy combines her special spiritual gifts with her love of animals to help foster the connection between pets and their people. Plus... She has a pug. So we already know she's in that top percentile of people. So welcome to the show, Nancy. How are you doing today? Yeah, but I only have one pug, so I don't quite rank up where you do, Brandy. Yet, <laughs> no, it counts. It counts. Pug people are special. We always are. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody will tell you that. Uh, some people call it crazy, but I know yeah. they mean special. That's so, right. uh, and I got to actually see a little bit of her pug, and it was uh Nancy has been working with the Spirits of St. Petersburg as our newest member, and uh, it's been really interesting because we were doing some EVP sessions listening to electronic voice phenomenon, and uh, I kept hearing this odd noise, and I'm like, what the heck? It sounded like a guttural man's voice trying to say something, and it turned out it was her pug snoring, and I never knew because I'm so used to the pugs that I have that hearing her pug, I was like, is that what it sounds like? It was uh, not fun. supernatural at all, but we now know why uh, I <laughs> movies use pugs in their uh, soundtracks to make noises of uh, <laughs> being. 
seriously. And pugs are the model for ET. So there That's are even right. the models. For, so it's, uh, it is just absolutely uh, delightful to have you with us today. Uh, this is her first experience with paranormal pets and the podcast. And hopefully as we go through our investigations and uh, have more experiences, we'll, we'll get some more interviews, but we're going to start with your first experience with a spiritual pet. Would you like to tell us about that? I would. So everybody's like, why did you have a skunk? It was, I was in high school. It was in a horrible condition at a pet store. So of course I had to rescue it. I didn't even have enough money. I had to borrow the money from my best friend, Mary, who is still one of my best friends to this day. I'm like, give me money. I have to get this skunk out of these awful conditions. <laughs> so I brought the skunk home and then said, okay, how do I take care of this skunk? And, um, actually had gone away i had played in the ohio state fair band up at their uh conference and so i was up there on the fairgrounds and dobie started getting sick so i had someone drive dobie up to me we saw the vet on the grounds and sadly that night dobie um passed away oh uh, we learned later what had happened he just had really bad health that we could not overcome from yeah. the upbringing. I'd only had him maybe a month at that time. But the shame. really odd thing is, is he had died at 2.23 in the morning. And I stayed up with him in the barn. I got thrown out of the band, by the way, because I was not in where I was supposed to be for the night. And I'm like, yeah, throw me out of the band. I don't care. I I'm going to be with the pet. So kind of proud of that. But the odd thing is, once I went home, I was going through a rough you know, teenage angst kind of a time with boyfriends and things. So losing this pet sort of was pretty devastating. And what happened is every single night I would wake up from a sound sleep at 2.23 in the morning and I would see Dopey walking around on my bed every single night, night after night. This went on for a few months. I healed okay. from the breakup of the relationship and all those teenage things. And one night Dopey came to me and I said, I think I'm okay now. I think it's okay if you go. And I never saw Dopey again. And oh, wow. so it was pretty amazing. It was like I had, you know, reached out to rescue Dopey and from the other side, Dopey came in to rescue me. And oh, that's fantastic. And it's, it's interesting that you talk about a skunk in part because we haven't had very many skunk ghost stories. The only one I remember is from childhood and it was in one of those books that was like a compiled thing. And it talked about somebody seeing what looked like a skunk kind of writhing in agony, but then when they approached it vanished under a door and there was no skunk around. So mm -hmm. it, that was a weird, it's a very sad story. It's why I remember it. I'm like, no, not the animals. But, and I, I appreciate that you bring it up as well, because one, uh, one thing that we do with the paranormal pets podcast is to also try to emphasize that there are rescue groups out there too. So uh, if you're not aware, and if you'd ever like to get another pet skunk, <laughs> there is a, there is actually a skunk rescue in, uh, in Florida. So no, I was actually on their website a couple weeks ago. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you never, maybe Dopey will come back. But... I know. It is almost a blessing that I live in a condo with a pet limit, because if not, this place would be full. It would be just overflowing with animals. I'm just starting to volunteer now with Bluff Animal Rescue here. And wow, animals are my world. 
I totally get it. I totally get it. I'm, I was invited to be a pro guest at a uh, sci-fi convention, which is really sweet. I was like, all right, all, you know, 25 years of hard work and I'm finally a pro guest, but it's out in, in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> I'm like, uh -huh. oh, so trying to leave my house for three days is, uh, it's actually stressing me out. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. But I hopefully have found somebody because uh, I had this one pet sitter that was recommended by the vet and I sent a quick note and they wrote back and they're like, oh, it's $30 for one pet. I'm like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> so here's my list. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But um, now, did you hear the animal talking to you or was this something that was kind of intuitive? It was intuitive. I could see the skunk on my bed walking around. I could see him walking every single okay. night. And I talk to him and I sort of into it, you know, that comfort. And then I go back to sleep. The animal that I actually felt was a little bit differently. I had a, again, a rescue cat, Lily, that we moved into a new house and moved in and left for the weekend, came back on a Sunday. And somebody said, is this your cat? And we're like, no, we have two cats inside. And they go, well, it hasn't left your house. I guess it's my cat now. Again, oh, horrible yep. case, you know, fleas, ear infections, the whole thing. She was just a of mess. Course. So we had this wonderful cat, Lily actually built her an outdoor enclosure, a play yard so that she would be safe. I mean, our other cats loved it, but that was because she had been an outdoor feral. And um, when she died, we, we were devastated, of course. And a couple of different times at night, I would actually feel her like pawing on the bed because she slept with us. And mm -hmm. I think it was exactly the way she used to do that every night. And then I would wake up and realize, oh, well, thanks for visiting. And so she would come around at night and climb back into bed into her spot. And I would feel her there. Oh, that's really, really cool. I always love the fact that you got adopted by the cat, right? I tell folks, you don't adopt cats. They adopt you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, in your experience with animal communication, what do you find to be the most popular animal? I've oftentimes kind of over the years come up with a, a generalization that cats will either show up for about six months or they stay forever. I mean, it, it seems to be one or the other. And canines are usually about a year. And then every now and again, you get kind of an exception waiting for the owner to pass on. What do you find to be the most popular and the longest lasting uh, type of animal ghost or spirit? That's so funny because I'm going a whole other way because yes, I would not disagree with you. But when I am doing animal communication, oftentimes they're deceased pets will come in and it could have been years but we've sort of called that animal in and wanted to check in but an interesting story when I was a dog groomer I had somebody who had had a dog that died of old age and I would check in with them I was still grooming their other dog and they had adopted a cat they said to me I'm telling you this dog came back as that cat because this cat sleeps exactly where the dog did does this weird thing with the food where it picks it up and walks across the room, spits it out, and then eats it, plays in the water bowl like the dog, like all the same behaviors as our dog had. And so oh. I believe that our pets sometimes send us the next one. I don't know that they actually yes. reincarnate into being the next one, but I think they influence them sometimes. And I, I think that's true. I've tried to explain to people that sometimes when you see an animal, there's like a little gleam or like a little a little zap. I mean, there's just something that draws you to them. And uh, I, I have made a habit of telling my pets that if they wish to come back, you know, they're welcome to, you know, if, if they wish to be a pet again in the future, you know, I don't want them to feel forced or worried. I mean, it's their choice. But, you know, I would welcome them back if they wanted to come back. And uh, I, 
I don't think you've met Neoptolemus, but uh, I, I do think he he's got to have a little bit of human or else he is another pug that I own that's come back because he is just so very, very unique. So I like the idea that on the spiritual side, an animal will kind of tap another animal. In other words, they'll or tap you to get that animal. How does that work? Yeah, I I agree. I I think sometimes they are that influence to help us heal our heart. You know, as much as our loved ones stay connected to us, I believe and I witnessed that our love pets also stay connected to us. And I think that's the part that surprises people so much when I'm doing, you know, uh, readings for them, because they expect to see, you know, or hear from mom or dad or somebody in their life. But I had a reading where I was doing this reading and I brought her mother in from spirit. And then all of a sudden, like her dog shows up. So I'm talking to her about her dog and the dog's, you know, sharing with me. And we got all done with the reading and she runs down. Her friend was waiting. She's like, you'll never believe who was here in my reading. (laughs) And then she starts talking about the dog. And I'm like, and your mom? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It reminds me of of my own mother because there was one time she actually said, if I was ever, if the pugs and I were ever an endangered situation, I don't know who you would pick, me or them. (laughs) I'm like... You better just hope that that doesn't, (laughs) (laughs) but that's awesome when, and I think in part, and that it's such a different energy between a mother and a pet because your mother has kind of that unconditional maternal love, but it has conditions, which is kind of weird. Whereas pets, you know, they have that unconditional love and I swear they train us. I, I guess mothers train us and pets train us. And so maybe it's just that unique interaction and, uh, but that, that is really, really exciting. That's, does that happen often for you where you're, you're reading for somebody and somebody's pet comes in with, it does. with a relative? It, you know, I don't want to say often, but it happens often enough where, okay. you know, an animal will just sort of show up in the room and I'm like, well, okay, this must be yours. And so I will relate to them that message. And generally the animal oftentimes is number one, thanking them for the years okay. of care, reassuring them that they're fine. And if the owner had had to make that decision to euthanize the pet, the pet is generally reassuring them they made the right decision yeah. because we struggle with it, but they don't. You know, animals don't have the same hangups about dying that we do. They, they completely accept that they're going to leave this physical body and it's cool with them. I w- I've been helping a few different people. One of uh, my friends, their dog, was young and diagnosed with cancer. Um, I actually have gone through that twice in the last year with friends whose dogs had cancer at a young age. And I would tune into them throughout the process. How are they doing? Where's their energy level at? You know, what do they need? And helping the owner understand that pet's needs. And after they pass, of course, we touch in with them again, like, how you doing over there? And they're fine. They have no hangups about being over there. They're grateful for the care they had. They tell us, you know, I'm going to be checking in on you and just really reassure that pet parent that absolutely uh, that they're okay. Yeah. And I think that's important. I think with this podcast, the, the greatest response that I've had from people is usually kind of that grief response where they've had to euthanize a pet and they always feel that question, you know, did I do the right thing? 
And of course, yesterday was actually the one year anniversary of Achilles, who was the elder paranormal pug that I had. His brother died three years prior and Achilles, I, I did have to euthanize because you know, just that decline in the body was so dramatic overnight. And we already knew he was on his way. I didn't think he had much time left, but he just, he couldn't let go himself. And it would have been a long, long death. So, you know, you have to make that decision. And I did, I, I hired Laps of Love and, you know, I will advocate for them. They're expensive, but it was wonderful to have them come here and he could pass at home. But, you know, it is that agonizing element. And um, I think these podcasts really, at least I hope they bring some comfort to people because uh, I think humans really do have, particularly in modernity, we have a different attachment to life and, and death has become very clinical. Whereas I think with an animal, perhaps with the more instinctual levels to a certain degree. Yeah, I agree that they are definitely, they know that they came in, they know that they will go out and they kind of, they transition better than we do. We fight a lot. So um, I think that's important. I think that's an important message to pass on too. But what we're going to do on that note, (laughs) we will get to some other ghost stories and pet stories in a minute, but we are actually going to pause here for just a second. Please listen to our sponsors and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. And welcome back. Just in case y'all hear this, I'm using microphone this time, so it's a little bit different, but I do have some snoring pugs in the background, so I would take more offense, except uh, when I do teaching from home, I do something called Live Online, where I literally teach online a class online for State College Florida students, and it they're at home watching the computer. And I do my humanities classes uh, sometimes this way. And all the pugs go to sleep and they start snoring. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You're learning very valuable information. <laughs> so anyway, I apologize. If I have happened, that but... all the time. I'll be on for a, a business call and they'll be like, what is that noise? <laughs> I can't hear it anymore. And I'm like, oh, my pugs sleep at my feet. <laughs> And it's funny how we get so adapted to that sound. I think as an owner, you're right. We just don't hear it. I mean, it's just such a part of the household. It's and great. We couldn't sleep at night if we heard it because our whole bed is filled with it. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, I try to tell people there's something called ASMR, uh, which has gained some popularity of the past couple of years since the pandemic as people keep getting more stressed, which is kind of like gentle sounds that people listen to and they're they're a little off kilter and i try to explain to people that pugs are my version of asmr so if they're not sleeping and snoring then i'm like what's wrong (laughs) 
<laughs> it's great stuff. Now, you mentioned when uh, we were talking prior to the show that you actually also communicated with a pet horse named Shadow. Right. So, so what happened there? This story is amazing. So um, my sister-in-law has horses and her best friend had a horse named Shadow. And when her best friend was diagnosed with cancer, Shadow accompanied her almost as a therapy horse through the whole thing to the point that even once she was in hospice, they brought her over to see her horse and sit with her. They were incredibly connected and Debbie passed and the horse has remained with my sister-in-law for the rest of its life. We'll, we'll live there on the farm and has a wonderful, wonderful life. But both the horse and my sister-in-law, of course, miss her very, very much. So on her birthday, I was asked to do a little reading and see what's going on. And so I touched in with each of the horses there at the farm and gave my sister-in-law different information from each horse, what it liked eating, what it was upset about, all of those things. They have an escape artist horse who was kind of pissed because she figured out how to make sure because it would open up its stall door and then everybody else's. And she'd come out in the morning and they're all just, you know, wandering around. It's fence, it's paddock, but still. (laughs) So this horse was so bad because she had figured out how to keep it, you know, locked in safely for the night. And when I went to to Shadow and we know that her former, you know, owner was her birthday. And and so we were just sort of touching in and it was very clear that the owner came to me as well. And the horse and the horse misses her very much. But she told me she comes and sits on her at night. She It's as if she's riding her and Aww. she comes and visits and she sits on her and, you know, sits by her and they spend time together when the barn is quiet at night. And wow. it was such a lovely thing to see them still united, still together. So. And and again, right, first we were talking about deceased pets coming to visit their people. Well, guess what? Deceased people come and visit their pets. Gotcha. And and we know that because I, you know, work with people who are grieving. And again and again, I've been told the story, different versions, same story, that all of a sudden the dog will alert and start looking at the chair where, you know, the deceased owner used to always sit or will start wagging its tail like, oh, oh, they're here, just like they always would. But of course, there's nobody in the room. So we get to know that it goes both ways, right? Yes, absolutely. And in fact, there was a, a television show on a while back, and I'm, I'm not a big proponent of the ghost hunting shows, but sometimes when people are sitting there and they're telling their story, because that's, that's kind of the information that I like, the subjective, but the experiential. Mm-hmm. And it was a story about a dog that had been put up for adoption because her owner died. The wife, I guess, had made a deathbed promise to the husband who died. Uh, so he was on his deathbed and she promised to take care of the dog but she really couldn't. So she put it up for adoption through a shelter. This woman adopted the dog and apparently um, the owner would come and visit the dog. And it took her a while to kind of understand what was going on. But I think she did have somebody come in, uh, a psychic come in. And once they realized what was going on, she just said, this is what's happened. I've adopted your dog and I'm, I'm here and I love her so much. And the guy was fine and, and never visited again. But it was that you know, checking in on the pet to make sure that that everybody was okay. And I think the ghost was confused because his wife had promised him and she didn't keep that promise. So I think that was the caveat. I've had also where, you know, you do mediumship and you connect someone to a loved one and their pet is with them on the other side. 
That's so sweet too. That's also wonderful that that those special ones, those special pets that we just carry in our heart that hope that we're going to be together again. I, I yes. had a dog that was my, she was a Delta certified therapy dog and she and I were partners. We worked together and she was amazing and have missed that dog since the day she died of old age. And to know that she'll be around, you know, and that she'll be with me is incredibly comforting. Well, and it's funny because I know people will say, I'm not going to the other side if unless my pets are there. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to having a reunion <laughs> someday. Yeah. And it it does kind of give us something. I mean, as macabre as it may be, it does give us something to look forward to kind of in a different manner, you know, and uh, I think that's important, too, that folks understand. And just kind of the, the last few minutes, can you can you tell us a little bit about how this works for you? So I know you've mentioned that you intuit and that you can see them, but how exactly do these animals interact? Or what is your sensation with this? Great question. So it, it's generally, oh, wow. So it's like a thought form. It, it's an impression you get. So it's okay. like you, you kind of see the, the animal, right? Right. Sometimes I just get a feeling of size. I may not be able to say that's a cocker spaniel, but I may get a, a feeling of size and a personality will come in and I'll feel that what that personality is. And then they speak to me, air quotes, right, in thought. Right. So I'll, I'll be sort of like asking the pet, right? What is their message? Why are they here? And it's almost like a thought form comes in, right? And maybe I'll see the food bowl and them, you know, loving the food or nope, not happy. They changed my food. And so I'll get these thought forms and pictures that come in. And through that then comes my interpretation process, right? That this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. Many times the owner will confirm it. Like, yep, I did that. Yep, totally, totally is. And so it's just sort of oftentimes it's that feeling. So maybe I'll see the dog taking long walks with the owner out, you know, in the woods and they love it and they just feel happy and they feel free. And I'm like, oh, they're showing me that they love doing this. And the owner will be like, yeah, that's their favorite thing. They get so excited. So a lot of times as pet parents, we want to have confirmation that we're doing all we can for our pet. And mm -hmm. after they pass, we want confirmation that, that we did right by them. We want right. that comfort to know that, that we did make right choices. And so it doesn't matter to me if the pet is deceased or the pet is alive. It's still that communication comes in that same way of that sort of thought form. So it sounds like pets think more in pictures, perhaps, than words. That's how they impress it to me. Okay. Yeah. That is that is interesting because, of course, recently there's been a debate and part of the the idea behind paranormal pets is that animals are cognizant and they are self-aware, but there's been this element of humanity in which there's a, a new study as to how people actually interpret thought. And I guess some people are completely visual, some people get words, and then some people don't get anything, which is really wild, you know, and yet here we are and we're still kind of expressing more or less verbally and whatnot uh, in the same manner. So I, I find that intriguing with animals that perhaps for them, it's uh, a more visual element element that they can associate with or a more sensory element, well, you know, eating the food. Yeah. And I think for those of us with our pets who are here, they get it. You just have a picture of, oh, I'm about to leave the house or I'm about to take my dog for a walk and they'll be waiting at the front door, right? Yes. Like they, yep. they already pick up on our thought forms and we haven't said a thing. We haven't even stood up yet, you know, from the couch to move there. 
and they read our thought forms. And okay. so they, they know that they, they sense what's going on. Um, you know, there's stories of pets who know exactly when the owner is going to come home, even if they come home different times a day. So it's not like every day at four o'clock, I know to be by the door. It's like, they know like five minutes before that owner comes home and they're waiting by the door, even though it could be random times. So we, we really are more connected than we, than we think. Mm-hmm. I tend to agree. And that's actually quite funny because uh, Neotolemus, once again, my little golden pug, he knows when my mother's coming. He loves her so much. And uh, she also knows when she's going to eat. It's the weirdest thing. He can be out in the backyard by the fence with the doors closed with me and mom in the house. And he knows when she is getting food. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but, and he'll, he comes bolting back to the doors and lets me know that he's there. Um, and he bolts right on into the house and he's not even in here. And I'm like, what? I, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I, I think he can read her mind pretty well. And he also has her trained, just so you know, he sits on her lap and uh, she will feed him bites off of her own plate. So he sits on her lap and gets hand fed. And I'm like, oh. and then she's like, I, that's right. She's like, I'm not spoiling your pug. I'm like, oh, <laughs> But it is, and that would explain something. And I wonder, and I've oftentimes postulated that uh, just like people, uh, some animals are more sensitive than others, that uh, you do have gifted animals that are more in tune with their human or more able uh, to sense things. Uh, That's the whole point of having a paranormal pug is trying to pick the most sensitive out of my little pug grumble. So that's really, really cool. Now, how can people contact you? I know you've got an email address. Do you want to go ahead and give us the email? Sure. So, so my email is my name and some random letters that aren't random, but my email is Nancy Wild TLA. So N-A-N-C-Y-W-E-I-L-T-L-A, Tango Lima Alpha at gmail.com. Is that short for the Laughing Academy? It is. So my my uh, other part of my world is being a speaker and studying humor and laughter. And so I have a company called the Laugh Academy and teach people how to stress less and laugh more. And That's I awesome. love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's funny because you're one of those people, I think we're probably two of a kind in the sense where you have all of these different things going on and folks are like, but when do you sleep? And you're like, I, I don't sleep. Thank you. <laughs> or I do you sleep, know, but I sleep just fine. People ask me that. And years ago, suddenly it hit me because again, working full time at a job I love, doing readings, having a speaking company, all of these things we do. And I, everyone would always say that. And, and also I realized it's because I love everything I do. That's not it. Work when we're loving it. I don't mind staying up and, you know, working on a project if it's something that's engaging and something that fills my soul. And I've been blessed to fill my life with that. And, you know, through the readings and the work I do with people, it brings them comfort. It brings them guidance. I always say when I do readings, you know, I motivate, I clarify, and sometimes I nag, but I'm not the one <laughs> nagging at the other side. But <laughs> You're just the voice, the voice of the night. Right. I'm just the conduit here bringing the message, but it helps people. And when we can serve others, there's just nothing better. And when I say serve others, I mean our fur friends as well as, you know, humans. That's right. There's just nothing better. I agree. And actually, that is a wonderful point uh, for us to go ahead and wrap up this episode. But I want to thank you so much for being on here. Is there any other information that you would like to plug while we're here? Any other way for folks to contact you? Anything important coming up? 
Well, I'm always available if people want to book a reading. I am in the process of building my website for that. So you'll be able to schedule online. But for now, if people are interested, they can send me a text at 716-908-9154. Website isn't quite built yet because refer back to how busy both of us are. So I have it outlined (laughs) in my head. I just haven't gotten into the web designer (laughs) Don't feel too badly. Uh, The Spirits of St. Petersburg just updated its website. You've been part of this group long enough to kind of see that transition. And man, it took forever. And I'm still trying to figure out all of the buttons now. So God bless Viva, uh, who's a member of the Spirits team who actually uh, cultivated all this and and did the transfer, but it's fun. But once it's up and running, people will be able to catch you easily and you've now given them two great points of access. So hopefully uh, in the future as we go on, we'll be able to get you back on the show. Maybe we'll get some good Spirits of St. Petersburg interaction with the pets. And please do feel free to check out the Spirits of St. Petersburg updated website at www.spiritsofsaintpete.com. And Nancy, we will communicate one way or the other, right? I'll send you my thoughts (laughs) uh, at a, a later time. And thank you again so, so much. Everybody out there, happy hauntings and stay safe. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.